So how did you even get diagnosed to begin with, with the kidney issue? Um, one day I was in my house and like my ankle swelled up or something. Yeah, like my ankle swelled up and me and my mom were trying to figure out why. We, we couldn't figure out why. So I went to the doctor and I peed and they said it was foamy. They said it had means it has protein and there's something wrong with your kidneys. So they sent us to like a kidney specialist and they did a biopsy, which is where they take a little bit of the, ki- the tissue from your mm. kidney and they looked at it and everything. And they seen I had kidney disease. Some kidney disease that has a really long name that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And from the time that they diagnosed me, in about a year, my kidneys completely failed, and I needed my mom's, which is really fast. Like that's a that's a long time. And for me to be so young, like it's still like a mystery as to why I really got sick. And I'm mm-hmm. still I've been trying to figure that out ever since. Like what's really the reason? Hmm. So it was just more of um, what seemed to be one issue led to a whole another thing, like just unraveled. Kidney disease led to kidney failure. Mm-hmm. When I was like 15, I really thought I was going to die. Like, I, if, if I look back at my 15 year old self, I would not think I'd be 27 and alive, honestly. Would it give you like a lot of uh, potential problems you might have in the future or any kind of glimpse of hope? Um, glimpse of hope, yeah, because uh, once I get this kidney. Who this? Got those demons inside you. Mm. Oh. Oh. Let him go. Or it's too late. I'm dying. No way! I can't believe this! Oh no, man, come on. Oh no. Don't die on me. God damn it. Don't die. Fuzzy. Somebody did this. All right, so we're back with something spectacular. I'm Who This. Hello, by the way. In case you forgot by now, oh, it's only about like 25 episodes deep so far. I'm getting to that goal, that number, that milestone. And funny enough, appropriately enough, to hit that number. It's nice to have someone who might not necessarily be a know-it-all, but that's what he dubbed himself. So I take it that he knows what he's talking about. He's well-versed in what he raps about, he talks about, he puts out there for the public to take with it what they may because it's his art. It's what he's known to do and so appropriately here we got with us today for this installment of Something Spectacular. Again, hosted by who this? Emphasis on the spick, despite how Queens I sound, New York I sound, I still identify with that because both my parents were and still are, they're not dead, spicks. They made me happen. Here I am. Supposed to be nine months in the making, but I came out at seven because I couldn't wait that long because I knew someday I'd be able to sit down here in person with know-it-all. Yeah, yeah, yo, it's good. Queen, stand up. It's your nigga know-it-all. You keep saying that and say it as many times as you have to because there's no shame in being from Queens. Mm -hmm. Even though Queens runs all yous considering who's in the White House right now. Yo, that's facts. Even though... You know, he claims Jamaica states, and that's not really necessarily like uh, blue collar, whatever. I guess you dub it, but still, it's still Queens. Right. You know, Jay-Z ain't present yet. There's <laughs> no one in the White House from Brooklyn. I mean, unless Bernie takes it somehow, some way. Uh, I don't know. That's it, it seems like a reach in Bernie's case. I don't know how you feel about that know-it-all. If, if he's going to win? Yeah, or even get the nominee for 
the nominee, I can see that happening. I honestly don't see him winning because he's promising a bunch of things that I don't think he can actually bring forth. I don't think Congress is going to allow him to bring forth like, oh, I'm going to everybody's going to have college free and all of this stuff. Like, come on, that's fantasy stuff in the America we live in today. It's a lot to ask for and a lot to beg for. And also, yeah, it's like wishful thinking. That, that seems good. to be his uh, M.O., if anything. I mean, but but then I forgot where I heard it from, what show, podcast, whatever, but he does seem to be the most sincere of the candidates Absolutely. as far as what he stands by, what he wants, ultimately. But you're right. Who knows if he'd be able to actually pull any of that off. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Bernie Sanders, he seems like a really great guy, like a really good good guy. And I, tr- I do trust what he says, but it's like, uh, they're not gonna vote for somebody who's not really a politician. Like they want, like it seems people seem to keep voting for the same type of people. Like and he's not that type of person in my eyes. Like, yeah, there is that too. I mean, well, he does have at least a political background per se, being the senator and all, compared to Trump. Yeah, I mean, there is that. But I like to look at it more like in an optimistic sense. Trump trumped his way into the White House, mm-hmm. kind of spoke into existence because he wanted it that bad. So that's yeah. kind of like a a life mo to follow. Right. Per se, yeah, for real, you can kind of get whatever you want so long as you really want it that bad, and trump your way through it. But that's neither here nor there. This is no political realm. You know, politics <laughs> is like I'm not that smart to even talk to or touch <laughs> politics. I'm more into conspiracy theories, like we were discussing earlier. <laughs> right. You know what, what's with this coronavirus going on here? Coronavirus, man. Uh... I mean, we could touch on it because it does relate back to health overall, and what really sold me on having you come through and share your story, your come up, you know, everything you're doing right now is related back to your health right. as well, too. All right. This is what I want to say about the coronavirus. Like, everybody that thinks it's a host or whatever, it may or may not be. But just as fast as the people who you think put it out there or lied about it, they can actually put it out there just that, just that fast. They can actually administer this shit to the public just as fast as they can lie about it. Oh, yeah. So just stay prepared, wash your hands. Even if you think it's real or not, just be prepared as possible. I'm a conspiracy theorist too. I don't buy into all of them. Right. But at some point you grow up to like question reasonably so. Yeah. A lot of stuff that goes on. As you should. Exactly, as you should. You should always stay curious. Mm-hmm. You know, don't spend your whole day thinking over things like that too. But still, it's it's your right to still doubt whatever's out there. Absolutely. Justifiably so. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that show with... Uh, I mean, former governor, Jesse Ventura. Uh, I forget the name of the show. I love that guy, though. I love him. He he brings up so many points, too. And, you know, he believes in what he's trying to put out there, too. Oh, my God. He should run for president. I'd vote for him he'd in a be, second. He'd be, the, he'd be the realest president ever. Love that guy. Shout he's out to speaking. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, absolutely. Somewhere randomly in Mexico off the radar, as he does. Yeah. Which makes sense. You know, he's got his own satellite and trailer hitched up to, like, off-the-grid computers or something like that, too. <laughs> I don't blame him. In that case but yeah i mean coronavirus if anything too the, the scary part it exposed was that there's enough people that bought into the fact that coronavirus might be linked to corona beer mm. their stock went down legitimately wow really yeah that's that was actually in the news like they wow. lost millions based off of that fact they took a poll basically that asked like oh they're not directly associated but would you still purchase corona even though it's not linked to coronavirus and like oh just to be safe i'm not gonna you know fuck wow. with the beer that's insane. But, you know, that's... At least that exposed that much. But we kind of knew that. Mm-hmm. You know, that that part of the population that does that. All right. Let's put the cap on um, 
let's put the lid on coronavirus just by saying this. You know, it doesn't help if you don't already wash your ass thoroughly. Right. Because that's where it all stems from. Mm-hmm. You, you literally made your own waste. It might as well help to, like, at least hum a song or two while you wash your hands thoroughly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm big on hygiene. You know, I don't know if it matters to you or if you're familiar with it. Like, um, I'm a Virgo. So we do tend to be neat freaks, hmm. and we like some order and maintenance of some sorts. Right. I'm a cancer, and uh, I don't really get it too much. I actually don't know anything about any <laughs> other sign besides cancer, so. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we at least for a Virgo speaking, we do tend to be neat freaks. Maintenance and stuff is important and key. But, yeah, like I just asked you when you came in to politely take right. off your shoes, footprints and all I that. Understood. But, yeah, that's enough about coronavirus, but know it all. You got your own story as far as, and a unique story, by the way, as far as why you're even rapping to begin with, which is always my question. Like, good, quote-unquote, bad rapper, whatever, however you feel about somebody as an artist, what makes them want to rap, and what's the source of inspiration, per se, of to rap to begin with. But I did tell you off-air before starting to record that... You really won me over um, based off a tweet I saw randomly on the feed. I don't even remember why I stumbled upon yours. But you had posted a clip of um, one of the songs you did. You, you do I like what you do. You put a lot of visual behind to accompany the sound. Mm-hmm. It might be a random cartoon or whatever you did in that case, too. I was like, oh, shit, I like what he said. I like what he did there. I went to your page. I checked out your profile. Let's see your SoundCloud. Ran through everything you got going on, too. And I was pleasantly surprised and sold off, hey, I'm a fan of know-it-all now because this is some really good shit. And it's always, as far as hip-hop's concerned, too, it's always great to find out somebody new that's good or new that you can fuck with immediately, like I did with your sound. So it was a very pleasant surprise again. He's got You got a full project out on SoundCloud, you got some more stuff leading into Fear of Failure, which you dropped in November 2019, as you stated. Uh, to me, off air, I mean, excuse me. But you said you didn't take it seriously rapping until you were about 20 or so. No, I've been rapping. You've been rapping since 20. Seven years. Yeah, 20. And I didn't ah. start taking it serious until I was like 24, 24. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I was never necessarily playing around with it. Um, one day, yo, one day in the summer. Uh, I had just got fired from a job for failing a drug test, right? <laughs> I was like 20 years old. And something just told me, yo, just go buy a notebook from the 99 cent store. I went and bought a notebook, and I just started writing. I've always had a passion and love for, like, true hip-hop, mm-hmm. and I always thought I could rap. One day, I just picked up a, a book and a pen, and just and I just started writing. Like, I just bought one out of nowhere. I didn't really make a plan to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of happened. Like, this was just God wanted me to just, I feel like this is what I'm destined to do, honestly. Like Okay. So um, who, if anything, growing up inspired you to rap or who might have been your favorite from early on is, that you remember? Um, from early on, I've always been like a, a lyricist head. Eminem's, your DMX's, your, your Big Pun is my favorite of all time. Okay. Um, just people like that. And I got into MF Doom later. He's a real big part of like my passion for hip-hop, MF Doom. That's my guy. Shout out him. Okay. Um. Everything though, Fifty Cent. I was a, I've been a, a, a hip hop head since I was younger. Like anything you could think of, mm. I was into. But I was really always into lyricism. And you know, I, I've always kind of slept on pun myself. 
not that I never respected him or put him up there as one of the top to ever do it, but there's always like maybe out of 10 people I meet that love hip hop, there's at least like four or five that'll put Punisher number one mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. Which makes me think, yeah, I got to rediscover Pun again. Definitely, please. I mean, because, you know, he's always had the one go-to that everybody tries to rap the um, twins with right, Fat Joe. Right, 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 right. And that's a standout verse. Of course it is. Very and there's cool. no credit taken from him. But, yeah, I got to rediscover Pun then, I think, please at this do. point. You also liked Eminem. You stated like Eminem, yeah. which makes sense. Where was your, I asked this to everybody that likes Eminem, where was your fall-off point with Eminem? Fall off point. Um, that's a good question. He just like this. Just recent stuff. Like in the last like eight years or so, I guess I just got tired of him. Like he just wasn't bringing me nothing that I needed to hear. Rap God and all of this stuff. Like I don't need to hear it. Oh Eminem. Like you need. If you was into hip hop, you needed to hear all of that shit. You needed to hear Stan and all of this type of shit. You needed to hear. You don't need to hear this new shit. So I'm into music that that means something. That's about something. I don't want to just hear you jibber jab and rap fast. That shit ain't impressive to me. Yeah, because it's just like him showing off for the sake of oh, I haven't been out for like a year or two with an album here. Yeah. Just a reminder, I can rap real fast. You're fucking Eminem. Like we know what you can do. Like. You don't got nothing to say. You rich now. You made it. You, when you first got on, you was rapping about how you was broke and all of this stuff and your mom and this and that. You don't really have anything else to talk about. You made it. Like, do something else. He's the epitome of emceeing right now, literally, because right. he can just go off of one, one structured syllable if he wants to for like a whole verse or two or three mm-hmm. and not have to switch up anything and still be like, wow, okay, impressive, but what are you saying? What's yeah, out there that matters anymore? And then my other thing with him, too, my hangup is... Um, he just keeps bringing up, like, the same old skeletons out of the same old closet. They got the same amount of dust on them from before, being the dead horse dead again. Right. Like the thing with uh, the last album, Music Could Be Murdered By. I, I know you said you didn't listen to it, but uh, there's one called Stepdad, or Stepfather, or whatever. Mm. And it's the same thing again. Like, if he wasn't raping his mom, he was killing his mom, he was burying his mom, and now the same thing in Stepdad. If he wasn't beating them up, if he wasn't planning to kill him... He's just, you know, uh, dreaming out loud what he wants to do to him hmm. again. So it's like... Nobody wants to hear that shit no more. No. One time is enough, or if, you know, that was traumatizing for you too, we get it. But I think one or two times revisited might be fine. But then every album has to have one track dedicated to that. It's like, awesome. we get it. And also, I feel like attacking your parents like that, that's like a young person thing anyway. I feel that like too. you're 40 going on 50. Like, you shouldn't be still attacking your freaking parents. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and Haley's been grown up now. She's and you grown know, and looking great. <laughs> yeah, duck-facing on IG like everybody else's too. So it's like, you know, come on. Then she's going to get back at you someday too. Like, come on. Right. It's going to be the same endless cycle of, you know, nonsensical violence. At least on wax, hopefully. Mm. Hopefully he's never done nothing to nobody. He didn't have that gun charge, like, way back when. Deshaun Holdman with that guy, something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But um, I, I can see the inspiration from both Pun and M. M always puts Pun at the top of his, you know, top five and all that, too, which makes sense in your case, too, that you derive from him. But Eminem is, at this point, like a one-trick pony Yeah. to yeah. go with his sound. Yeah, he is. Pun was original and... You know, short-lived career. Who knows what route he might have gone had he lived longer. Yep. But he was definitely unique in his own. Mm-hmm. But what sold me off of you and your whole project in this entirety was the fact that you got a little bit of everything, too, there. There's the flow. 
There's the bars you have, the lines, the metaphors, how you set them up, and everything kind of leads into everything else too, accordingly. And the first example I wanted to play for everybody out there, which will play some more stuff off of Fear of Failure on SoundCloud and a couple of tracks now on Spotify as well. We're working on getting the rest up there, as you stated. So We got It's Not a Game, which um, I know you're not familiar, but there was a track from Akinelli of his uh, debut project, uh, Vagina Diner mm-hmm. from 93. Exercise, which was the same concept record, which I always give credo and kudos to the concept album, uh, concept record, because it means you have you force yourself to sit down with it, the whole concept to begin with. In your case, video games. Yeah. All right, you're a gamer, you like gaming. What are you going to name drop? What are you going to make it correlate to? How are you going to work this title to that title, leading to that one too? Make it fun, make it make sense. And actually, what's the proper length? I think you nailed it with this one because it's short but sweet, but you get all kind of references in there, too. And you got a lot of standout bars in this one, lines per se. I think so, too, man. But I love the double entendre of uh, my ex, Box One, that whole line, how you set that up, too, because my ex, meaning my ex-girl, my ex, Box One, her Box One, as far as who got the best of that situation, too. The Call of Duty line, the Final Fantasy VII line, everything too. You'll hear for yourself right now too, but of course, how did that come up for you? How did you even come up with that concept to begin with? I guess I was just sitting one day probably playing video games or something. Of course. And I think the first run, the first run, blow weed like Nintendo cartridge. When I said that, I was like, oh, I can go somewhere with this. Mm -hmm. And I just took it from there. And I like where it went. And I really, really loved it. And I feel like uh, it didn't really get the response that I wanted it to get because a lot of people didn't really get it. Like, mm-hmm. But the people that do get it, they love it, and I really yeah. appreciate that. I need more people to hear it. When they do, people's gonna, it's going to be a lot of people that be like, wow, he did his thing on that. Yeah. I love that song. Yo. No, you absolutely <laughs> did. Yeah, and that's a sad thing, too. You have to kind of be a gamer at least a little bit to kind of get everything. You can't just play 2K. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> Or GTA, you got to play video games. Nah, you got to be diversified at least in what you played in the past and all that. Right. That song is crazy. So we're getting to this one to start things off. It's not a game off of Fear of Failure from 2019. Of course, from who else but know-it-all here on Something Spectacular. Who this, of course. You'll know more about him in depth about the behind the scenes of It's Not a Game. And perhaps he can tell us more about that and then some. Because, you know, he happens to be a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. So why not go with that? All right. It's not a game. We'll be back. No, no. Yeah. It's not a game, huh? It's not a fucking game. All right? Yo, yo. Yo. I'm an animal. I'm like Hannibal. Not Lecter. North Carthage, low weed like Nintendo cartridge. True love, give me head like it's partridge and pear tree. I'm not at ease till the D's off the block. My niggas putting work in all black like Mr. Game and Watch. I don't intervene, get these young niggas the game and watch. These young boys gotta feed them like Tamagotchi before the state do while they upstate getting stocky. This street shit is not a game. Stay in the square lane, or you gon' feel the flame too. 
I think outside the box, fuck a GameCube. The ones who show you love, the ones who spilled your blood, be the same dude. I always stay true. Growing up, you gotta fade it too. Now the young niggas spin like Zangief do. Shit sad is not a playing matter. Seeing brain matter got me wound up like guitars. My music even old dudes play it like Atari. Most these new niggas can't rap like Safari. Good weed burn my chest like Bacardi. Never go to parties, high as a hardy brother. Blunt hit like Club Lane, it's not a game. Used to 360 in my Xbox. That pussy was good, my Xbox One. Glad I don't got a gun. Modern war is not fair. Kids dying out here. Fuck with me, that'll be your final fantasy. This shit is not an arcade. Mind move faster than the parkway. P.S. For you niggas still thinking this a game, put a quarter in, I punch out. Or I pull a little Mac out, it's game over. Yeah, yeah, it's game over. You got better, game closer. But you know it's game over. Yo, it's game over. Game over. Game over, nigga. Motherfucking game over. That was It's Not a Game from Fear of Failure, 2019 release from, uh, well, you know, he just happens to be one, it seems like, well-versed in everything as far as knowledge is concerned. Know-it-all. Now, is it know-it-all NYC or just know-it-all? It's know-it-all, but I sometimes say know-it-all NYC. Like, it just sounds catchy, but know-it-all is know-it-all. <laughs> That's It's Not a Game. That's uh, a standout for me, at least, being a gamer. Not heavy like I used to be when I was younger, but then again, like, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but I couldn't afford every system when it dropped. Of course not. You know, you got what you could. Like, I remember still, I got the first Nintendo, like, in 1990, so, like, five years after it's been out. <laughs> then, like, the next summer or spring, Super Nintendo came out, so I was like, yeah, I'm never getting that. Because <laughs> if I even asked for something above my, you know, pay rate or whatever, that age, I was getting smacked up. Right. So, you know. Yeah, I got a GameCube in like 2006. I got like a PlayStation 2 in like 2007. <laughs> like I was behind. I was very behind. Shit, I I still remember getting my PS2. Yeah, like about four years later. Right. But then that had like a 10 year life. I think PS2 was like the best system ever. Like it, it really was. it lasted. There were, first of all, there were so many games. Yeah. Like PlayStation 4 is like there's no games. PlayStation 2, you, there were so many games. That era of gaming, there were so many games. Now it's more about the visual. And, like you're supposed to latch onto a game for a long time now. Like Red Dead Redemption, that was a really good game. And that was such a good game really too. Really yeah. good. But it's like we need more. We just need more. Yeah. And it's only really Rockstar taking that risk anymore now with like compromise with a game. Yeah, they don't take risks with games like Back in the day, you would have a game that was just a, a dumb game, like dumb fun game. Now every game is like serious. It's about something you already know. They're not creating like new games. Yeah, or they're all doing that same formula of like um, reactive button pressing, you know, kind of cue it here. It's more about the cinematics now than less about the game. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, it all looks great, but then like where's it. the fun? Yeah, it's not hard. That Games back in the day were hard, like. Yeah, and you felt something from beating it too. Like I heard all kinds of stories from everybody else who had their version of it, but like um, I never beat, I think Sonic Two. I, I never got past like the the, the 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 second round, like the underwater round where you're going through like the the silver things. Like 
I was terrible. I think we're talking that. about the same one, actually, the same level. I got like stuck underwater. Yeah, with like the metal Silver loops and all that. Yeah, yo, I never got past that ever in life. God, I can never beat. I even downloaded it on my phone too, and I still can't beat it now. Or no, I actually got to the boss, but he was doing some bullshit about like he'd he'd have a big needle, and when he's about to drop, he pulls a towel from under you. You got one less space to jump around on, so then I, I suck, so I get stuck with one space left, and then I can only jump up literally. So he's like, he fucking me up in all kinds of ways. Yeah, but I never got past that. Yeah, that was torture. But um. The, the the funny thing was I read on the Xbox whatever it's coming out next, it's finally going to be backwards compatible the up to like 5. PlayStation Five, right? It's supposed to be backwards compatible. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I actually heard the Xbox was be like all the way back to like Xbox Xbox okay. almost. I like that. Which is good. It's fair. But then I don't know if you saw the concept art for it. It like it looks like a like a shoebox just tilted upwards. Don't they all kind of look like that? It looks like those portable ACs, kind of like that. Oh, man, I'm not really worried about how it looks. Does it work right? Does it not get a red ring of death? Oh, yeah. How it looks? I mean, I could deal with that if it's ugly. I can accept it. (laughs) But as long as it plays back everything, like, you know. And plays smoothly, and they don't charge me for every little microtransaction. They don't do all these microtransactions. That has to go away. They have to stop doing it so much. Yeah. They've got too comfortable just charging us for every little thing. Like, you can literally pay your way through a game now. Like any game, you can pay your way through. Yeah, yeah. That's corny. Or like the mobile games, right? You like watch an ad, watch a video, thirty seconds, and you get like three more lives or whatever. My girl's stuck on that. She plays uh, what's it called, Bubble Witch, mm. and she's like at level fifteen hundred at this point now. She's like a genius with it, but every time she does get lose or she's stuck on like three bubbles left, she lose. She has to watch a video for a minute and then like get back into it. Mm. But even that's like it's never ending with her. But yeah, I mean, uh, gaming though, I mean, you did actually like kind of raise a red flag for me as far as I don't like to go with the general, you know, public opinion on stuff. I like to be my own individual per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you didn't like or you didn't buy into Spider-Man 4 on the PS4. I said that? I did say I that. believe you did. You tweeted, sir. So it's out there in the cyberspace. Um. I mean, I kind of, I liked it, but you know what happened? That came out around the same time Red Dead Redemption came out. Mm. So I just got right into that. I didn't even get to beat Spider-Man. Ah, okay, okay. And so. that was just so much better. That was like the best game that year. That's That might be the best game I've played on PlayStation 4 so far. Red Dead Redemption 2 is like really, really good. Like It is. Really good. One of my favorite games ever, possibly. Like, that really? Up there? For me. That serious for me. Yeah. Shit. Because it was the other way for me, actually. I was playing Red Dead, and I was loving it, too. But then Spider-Man dropped, and I just, like, picked that up and kind of got stuck with that. Mm. You know, no pun intended. But um, <laughs> in that case, you're a gamer, so it's a given. Yeah. So can you name, let's say, top three or five games all the time for you? Sure. Uh, gotta say Marvel versus Capcom 2. Okay, why specifically 2, though? Uh, the selection of characters and also... The cartoony graphics. I don't like three when three came out. I don't like like the new graphics for fighting games. I like the cartoony graphic, like arcade graphics. You, you could go back to that game anytime, and it's great. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Like Marvel vs. Capcom three, it just looks. I don't like how it looks. Like the newer ones. I just like the cartoony graphics. I like the selection of characters. Mm. They were a bunch of fucking characters. It's it's my favorite fighting game ever. Mm, okay. Another favorite. Um, favorite games of all time. Def Jam Fight for New York. Yes. Definitely got to be in there. I replayed that. Remember back, back then, like, games really had replay value. Like, you could beat that game and the next week be trying to beat it again. Like, 
now it's like once you beat a game, you don't. I play. I beat Red Dead Redemption. I haven't got back on it. Like it's just now it's just gonna sit in my house forever. Mm. But, yeah. All right. Uh, Jam Jam Five NBA Street Volume Two, which is like a very revered basketball game. NBA Street Volume Two. Mm-hmm. That's the same era. Uh, GameCube. Um, what's another one? Got to throw San Andreas in there. Yeah. I'm just San throwing Andreas. basic bitch picks in there. Like <laughs> this is crazy. But um, another favorite. Right, I did four. I'm gonna just say um, Madden 2005 when they put the hit stick in and the truck stick. Like you can like. Hit the shit out of somebody. The one with Ray Lewis on the front of it. Oh, that's, shit. Okay. That's my five. Right? Goddamn. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the randomness of Madden. I haven't played at least like... It is not good anymore. Yeah, I haven't played like at least in five years, but mm-hmm. I used to just love picking up and just like randomly pressing buttons and hoping I did something right. Because I'm not sports savvy anyway, so... Yeah. I mean, outside of wrestling, that's that's about all I know. I love sports. wrestling. I love old wrestling. Attitude, era stuff. Like, this new stuff I can't really get into, but... Mm-hmm. I know a lot. I know a little bit about the back in the day wrestling. I might do a song like that too. Uh, oh, if you did that, yeah, wrestlers, yeah, that'd be awesome. Something like that. Uh, That's coming. That's coming. Matter of fact. So, how familiar are you with the modern product? I mean, I know a couple of people. I know like the main guys, but okay. So you kind of straight away, if anything. Yeah. There's so much of it. First off, now to watch, uh, Raw's three hours, SmackDown's two hours. They weren't always like that. No, Raw was two hours. Two hours, right? Then, like, I think... SmackDown. Was an hour. Then it went to two. Sunday Night Heat was, like, half an hour or something. Yeah. And then that was a classic match. I don't know. You remember the um, Halftime Heat, Rock of Mankind? Halftime. Was it on Sunday Night Heat? It was during the Super Bowl. Oh, I definitely I definitely don't remember that. It was, I think, 2000. It was Rock of Mankind, the Empty Arena match. Empty Arena? Yeah. I'm sure I've seen it somewhere, but it's not... I'm not uh, remembering right now. Yeah, that's a classic though. You can watch that if you can. For sure, it's classic. But um, that's you know Sasha Banks behind me right there. I was trying to figure out that's oh that's from she's a wrestler from today. Yeah, she's a uh, one of the modern ones too. She's actually legit Snoop Dogg's cousin in real life. Wow, you can see in the face a little bit the similarities. Yeah. Got a life size cutout. Okay, <laughs> I like it. I mean, hey, it's all right. <laughs> but um, I mean, hopefully you can see why I got her. If anything. I didn't get Brock Lesnar in that case. <laughs> but um, who do you remember from back when then that you really loved or your favorite era, if anything? Favorite era? It got to be Attitude Era, like 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, around there. Definitely. No Mercy. You, you know, no oh, Mercy. N64, yeah. That, that's my era right there. My only hang-up with that game was maybe you had the same issue too, was like you get to some point in a career mode of been just races. Oh, yo. Uh, that's not every copy. I actually watched like this video about it. Like, mm-hmm. Only a few copies had that problem. I don't think I've ever <sighs> had that problem. Yeah, there were a few copies that had that problem. Oh, so I just bought it too late then. Probably. Something. I don't know. Great, great game though. Yeah, that was so great. There's still people nowadays that still modded to play it today. That shit looks crazy. I, I want to get my hands on some of that. That shit looks crazy. Yeah. Goddamn. But that was a good game too. Thank you for bringing that up. One too. What was it called? There was a WCW one made by THQ too. That came out, matter of fact, right before it. Oh, uh, Revenge, I think. Revenge. I had that one, too. That one was fire, too. Then Revenge, WrestleMania. Was it a WrestleMania? WrestleMania 2000, that and then No Mercy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good game, man. That's when games was like, you could play that shit all day. like. Yeah. But then WrestleMania 2000 had, like, the never-ending career mode, though, because you'd have to have, like, a match, two matches a week and everything, too. I don't remember all those details. <laughs> You're good, though. <laughs> 
Well, I didn't like that one for that reason. But then, yeah, No Mercy, they got it just like just right, even with the blocky graphics and everything too, which is okay. Back but then that shit was amazing, man. It was just fun until they got hurt and they started holding their arm like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to love when he used to put them in a hole for too long and like a specific body, like oh, 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 oh. yeah, that's, <laughs> yo, great time. Yeah, goddamn. Wish we could go back, but yeah, I mean, but now you got VR gaming. Yeah. Virtual reality, it's like too in-depth, too compromising, I think. I don't know if you ever saw that video of the guy. Of course, he was Asian, you know, no pun intended, but no jokes there. No racism, at least intended. <laughs> but he was, like, just going crazy with the back shots on the VR doll, with the VR headset on. Wait, he was having sex? On yeah. The- oh, my God. No, I never see that. It was at some sort of electronic convention. They just had, like, the doll, I guess, bent over doggy style. He was going crazy on it with the VR headset, so he was just imagining his ideal type of girl, too. It was just in public display like that, too, which is like, uh, you know, like you were saying, actually, off air, it leads back to that with the phones. Like, you won't go past the iPhone 8 right? because it's got the face scan recognition technology and all that, too. Mm -hmm. And I guess that kind of ties into conspiracy theories, you know, buying into that. Yeah. Which, again, makes sense at this point in age. It makes you lose a sense of what's going on because you're you're so attached to the phone where... I think I did read something, or it might as well be true, but everyone's looking at the phone so much where posture is like a problem for everybody at this point now. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. See, another thing that I have a problem with is I see people walking down the street not paying attention. Like, yo, Oh, God, that's killing me now, too. Yeah. You're not paying attention to where you're going, man. Like, look up. Like, we walk, by the way, if we were both on our phones, we'd walk into each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's just... You topple over people, or I really get tempted to the point now I just want to take phones <laughs> and just toss them to the side or just, you know, something. There's got to be something like a like a blind person with a stick, like just tap them in advance. So they They're know. better. Blind people are better, have better, <laughs> know where they are better. I know a blind guy that goes where, that like walks all, takes the train by itself, all type of stuff. Ask him, you need help? He's like, nah, I'm good. People <laughs> with, on their phones tripping and falling in the street and shit. And, you, and that reminds me actually, um, you know Amanda Deeper, right? Was that Amanda Diva, Amanda Seals nowadays? Amanda Seals, uh, the name sounds familiar. Uh, she was a comedian. She was on MTV a lot. She's like on uh, what was that show? Damn, What's that show on HBO uh, with um? Oh God, she's black name? or she? She's black. She's black. Light skin. Uh, light skin, like blondish hair, curly. Uh, I, I, she was like on the View or something the other day. I think I know who you're talking. About. Probably yeah. yeah but um, she was doing a gig years ago. And I went in the news a day or two before there was a story about a girl that on her phone, she was on the train platform. She didn't look up in time and she fell into the platform and like broke her arm, some bullshit, whatever. So, of course, of course she proves she's stupid for doing that. That's on her. But then um, this girl, Amanda Diva, she had a show. So she was like, oh, by the way, I want to. If you can, you know, chip in a dollar or two. I want to help my, my girl. She's having her hospital treatment done, you know, for whatever happened to her. I was like, okay, cool. It's like a dollar or two. I trust her enough. But then she goes at the very end afterwards. She's like, oh, you know, thanks so much, everybody, for chipping in. You know, it's crazy because my girl's the one that was actually on the news for falling on the train platform, <laughs> the tracks and shit like that, too. So I went back and took my dollar back in her face because it was like, come on, that's not, that's nothing to be, like, proud of or, yeah. like, even commend. Or support because that's strictly on her, right? And that's off her own strength of just like being that you know, 
out of touch with whatever's going on around her. Yeah. But um, so then you just strictly tr trust your iPhone 8 now, which you have. But you have said that it helps a lot with like what you're doing, of course, Twitter and then. Of course, yeah. I mean, of course, it has its benefits, but it also has its negative, like like just like everything else. I mean, I, I this is like I just got into Team iPhone like within the last year, and I really like it. I don't think I'm going back, but I just don't like the facial recognition and all that type of stuff. I mean, the bad thing is now I think probably with the next generation of phones, they're gonna try to like force you into the next one, of next upgrade. That's, the, that's what they've been doing. That's why Apple has a lawsuit now for slowing down the older generations of phones. Oh, they do? Yeah, like they're paying out. Like they're they actually paying out. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. It's fair because you know what? It's like if you want to hold on to something that you trust so much, at least like in your case, the iPhone 8, hey, that's fine to do. I mean, it works. Like things are supposed to last a long time. It's like it's like they expect everybody to buy the new iPhone every year. Like nobody can, very few people can afford to buy the new iPhone every year. Yeah. Like, and then I just found out this whole little loophole they got for Sprint, at least. I don't know about any other companies, but I leased my phone. So I got the uh, the X, the one before the 11 that dropped. Yeah. So now I just found out by, by email that, hey, your lease is coming up. It's 18 months already since you had the phone. So you have the option to upgrade it, blah, 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 et cetera, whatever else is included there, too. It's like, eh, maybe I'll think about it. I don't know. But then they're like, oh, if you want to technically own the phone that you've been paying along with your bill as a part of a lease option, you only have until May 5th. If not, then you're just going to keep paying the phone in full what? until it's fully paid off. I was like, God damn, I thought that was a point of lease. <laughs> yeah. That was like another $45 I was paying like a month besides the bill. Wow. So now I'm forced to either upgrade or just keep paying this phone till forever until it breaks or something like that. All these phone companies are scams. So. All of them. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a way for us to buy into it or to, like, eventually build our own technology, hopefully, to get on the train, too, so we don't have to rely on it so much or, you know, make ends meet that way. But, uh, again, you got Fear of Failure, which is a really diverse and well-balanced project in itself. You got a lot of themes going on there, too. Really something you need to dive into deeply. Um, the next track I want to go into, off the project itself, of course, is Devil in the Streets of Queens which really spoke to me because besides it being in its own sense catchy, I know that's not, that wasn't the intent. You were trying to put it out there that, you know, literally there's the devil in the streets of Queens as he is everywhere, right. prominent. But the part that really stuck out to me from that track was it was more of the bar specifically, and I wanted to write it down and quote to get it right, was uh, pictures up in police stations, I was in school with the wildest of them, the block is oven hot, the devil on the benches plotting on who's the next ninja on the picture, which is deep because that's the whole point of the track, pointing out the devil is everywhere you look, wherever he may be. If not Queens, he might be in Brooklyn most likely because they're <laughs> dirty out there. Yo. But how did that come up for you? How did you come up with that track itself? Uh, on my side of Queens, Long Island City, it's uh, three projects and – there's a lot of beef and like shooting back and forth, murder. People I know have been killed over the past two years. Like, and that day, I just woke up and something just happened. Somebody got killed, and it just made me like, yo, the devil's really in the streets of Queens. Like, cause I've never seen it like that before. Like, it was something new to me. So I'm just like, yo, the devil's in the streets of Queens, and I just started writing it. Hmm. And laptop sent me the beat, and it just happened to flow so perfectly. So yeah, that song is heartfelt. Like that's exactly how I felt the moment. I felt like the devil was in the streets of Queens. And mm. Okay, so it wasn't let's say overall 
your overall experience necessarily, like growing up. It's just more like that kind of moment stuck out to you. No, this was a from a, like where I was at at that exact moment. It mm-hmm. wasn't nah, because growing up, my side of Queens wasn't really like that. It wasn't that. It wasn't dangerous. Like now, it's much different. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because you hear more the other way around, haven't it been like, uh, well, back when it was so terrible, like left rack, not too far from here, it was like so bad, now it's kind of cleaned up and all, whatever. It's kind of reversed for me, but you know, uh, also, uh, I was like a little kid back then, so I didn't really know what was going on in the streets, so Mm. that's a a factor too. That too, that too. That's a good point to make there too, about that. Devil in the Streets of Queens, it plays into fear of failure. Fear of failure is basically what it is. Fear of failure. Don't want to fail, want to win. I, I wake up and my work ethic is so so crazy because I have a fear of failure. I don't want to fail. I see people in my neighborhood that have went nowhere with their life, and I just don't want to be. I just don't want to be that. I just have a fear of that. Mm. Like it's a cycle, and, and especially like in, in my community, it's just a cycle of people failing. I don't want to be in that cycle. That's just it. Like my 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 friend who my shout out to my man Josh JV Tech who made the the art. I mm-hmm. love how he threw Gerald in there. Yeah. I love that. Like, that wasn't even my idea. He threw that in. I was going to ask you, that wasn't yours then to nah. think of. Okay. Uh, were you a fan of Hey Arnold by any chance? Absolutely. Okay. I wish he was my friend. He was the best <laughs> friend you could ever have. Even with the odd-shaped head? Sure. <laughs> well, that would have been good, like, back when, though, because, like, even when that cartoon came out then, you could still make fun of people for stuff like that. Nowadays, everything's too sensitive oh, where, like, God. you know, you're a redhead. Hey, don't. You know, play me down like that. How did we even get to this point? Like, of everybody so sensitive, and it's like people are so sensitive. It's like the sensitive people are the ones bullying everybody. Like the people that oh, don't talk about me because of, like those are the ones actually bullying everybody. Thank you. Yes, exactly. That that's a point well made. Say it louder, as they say on the female talk shows or anything. <laughs> but yeah, that's true because if you really think about it, it's reversed now. Because the ones you picked on back when. I forget what show. I think it might have been The Simpsons. Like, the ones you picked on back when that were nerds, geeks, whatever, end up being your bosses, your yeah. managers, whatever, too. And they'll take it out on you, if not the next batch of the next generations of, you know, bullies or assholes that were, that treated them that way. But, yeah, it's become that, that way where, like, I used to love racist jokes. <laughs> yeah. But because, you know, for me at least, it's, I'm basically of the philosophy, just forgive it if, if it's funny. Right. If it's funny, it means there was thought put into it. You, you kind of put it together. It was like inspired over something. Because racism, bigotry, all that stuff is just plain ignorance first off. Absolutely. And it's just, you know, just spitting whatever out. Mm. It's kind of like an Eminem track at this point. Just spitting it out, for the, <laughs> putting it out there for the sake of. But if it's well thought out, it's funny at least, then there's no harm, no foul. But I miss those days. Like you can have like a... You know, you're from Queens, so obviously, you know, you know, you can have an Indian friend, you can have a Haitian friend, you can have a whatever friend, yep. and pick fun at each other, rib each other, All like day, this thing. Yeah. You laugh it off, or if, at, at worst, you like maybe push each other, punch each other a little too hard, yeah. but then like you shake it off. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's just like, or oh, I used to like doing um, back when, at least now I know better, of course, not because I had to learn the hard way, but because you know I can read the vibes per se. I like to compliment women. Mm. If she had like a nice, a legit, if she had like a nice blouse on or, uh, you know, nice eyes or whatever, you know, just not like no sultry, no, you know, lusting for him like that, but like, hey, nice blouse or hey, that's a pretty dress, whatever kind of thing. Yeah. It could be so misinterpreted nowadays too. I'm in the office setting, so yeah, I, I really can't do that stuff. Um, What do you miss, I guess, from New York from back when? 
that you could like get away with then, not now anymore? Um, this is what I, the school's not like pushing like homosexuality on the kids. Like kids coming home at the age of eight, like yeah, I'm gay. How the fuck do you? <laughs> Like I, I feel like the, like, because this I don't know I feel like the schools just push that shit on them because when I was in school when we were in school mm-hmm. the teacher would call you a, a f word and something like you might have a teacher that would call you that or something. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my school district now it's like they get like if you if a boy comes in in a dress they gotta just act like I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. No, no, I get you because nowadays too you got the whole thing you can't assume anyone's gender anymore now too. It's just ridiculous. It's just like a bunch of ridiculous stuff that doesn't even make any sense. And it, this whole thing with being triggered too, it's like triggered from what? It's because you want to be, or like I was saying that before with um a little earlier today. Like I love Talib Kweli. Oh my god. Who doesn't? Who's a backpacker, hip hop head, whatever too. I hate following him on Twitter because oh he's so God. easily triggered by I anybody. Have a story. Oh, okay, please. Yo, one day uh, Talib Kweli was arguing with some guy. Uh, he follow he follows me actually. Okay. On Twitter, one day he was arguing with some guy, some some bigot, according to him, mm-hmm. and something about the word females. And I asked Talib Kweli like, "Is calling women females derogatory?" And he lost his mind on me. He's like, "Oh, you're enabling bigots. Your name is Know It All. You're supposed to know everything." <laughs> He's when he lost his mind on me. You're not a victim. All of this, yo. And then I posted about, I tweeted about it, and like a bunch of different people were like, "Yeah, T did this to me too. He did it. Like he has." This is what he's known for on Twitter, like attacking people, like unwarrantedly attacking yeah. people. And it's so sad because he's like, he did Black Star, what? he did these albums, he I put love out that so guy, much man. shit. Come on. Yeah, but goddamn, he's like feeding to all the trolls. It, it just doesn't even make sense. You would think somebody of his like stature wouldn't be just arguing with every single person in fake profile that tweets him. Like, it's just it's ridiculous. At this point, I think he's like just a joke now, too, or like somebody like easy pickings for anybody. He just wants to like get some attention of some sorts. If you're just a random person and you say something to Talib Kweli, you can have a full fledged argument with him. Like if you're a fan of him, this is if you want to talk to him, just go on Twitter and tag him and say something crazy. He's going to argue back with you. <laughs> and you know what's funny? You think that I would see more like a Chuck D, or like a... he follows me too. Oh, shout to him. Good. <laughs> You should. Um, Chuck D or like uh, Spike Lee or whatever. Mm-hmm. They'd be more the ones to be like more triggered per se to like get provoked in those kind of debates. Yeah. Talib and his music, he doesn't even seem like that type of guy. No. I don't know. But I mean, uh, it, it, I don't know. Talib kind of let me down on Twitter. I still follow him, of course, but you know, it's it's hard to see like every time I check the feed, like he's arguing with somebody. They say, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> I met him on Twitter and it was it was really bad. <laughs> Goddamn, he didn't block you, did he? Nah, I, I, no, he didn't block me. No, I, I still see all his tweets and stuff. I still like his tweets, but he, I just know he's a psychopath. It's all good though. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, that reminds me of a. I got blocked by somebody too. Um, well, you don't watch the modern day product of wrestling, but there was a guy named Darren Young. Uh, he was like a black John Cena, literally. Really? He looked just yeah, like him. Just work. yeah. <laughs> No, he was literally just a light-skinned John Cena with an afro. That is hilarious. I've never heard of him. But he just so happened to be gay. I don't know if you saw on TMZ a couple of years ago, he was the one that came out, like um, the gay wrestler, openly gay, whatever. I probably did see it. That sounds familiar. But that was his like claim to fame, per se, because otherwise he wasn't really doing much. In today's climate, like he could blow up, though. Like I don't see why that's an issue. Here's the funny thing, though, because 
it wasn't even like anyone put him out there as gay or said like he's an F word or whatever. No, he's just like oh, randomly they bumped into him at the airport, some TMZ guy. And he says, hey, why don't you make news out of this? I'm gay. Something like that. <laughs> and like hilarious. it was there. It kind of made no news. And then like he got let go of anyway because his contract was up. That's probably why they let go of him, though. I wouldn't this be surprised. Man strikes me as a bigot. Like he's definitely a bigot. This yeah, <laughs> I can see it. But uh, he blocked me like a year before or so because it, now, I swear I made this as a joke, but now I'm confused for life. I'm perplexed, per se. Because uh, do you know Paige, the wrestler? Paige, that's his old name? That's her old name? Uh, well, it's a wrestling name. She's like a really pale-looking British girl. Um, that's just, I'm just going to say no because I'm <laughs> sure I've seen her before. I mean, I'm, like, I, I follow a lot of wrestling pages on Twitter, so mm-hmm. I'm sure I've seen her before. If you see her, yeah, you probably know where if you see her. But she made a post with a picture of him in there, and uh, I, I forget what the gist of it was. But um, I just tweeted to her. He just so happened to be in the tweet. I tweeted to her. Oh, oh no, no, it was um, she was testing out some makeup. He was there, and he was like playing around trying to reach for the makeup. But this is before anyone knew he was gay. So I was like, oh, you better watch your back because he's gonna steal your your blush or whatever, something like that. Oh. I tweeted that to her. But the next thing I know, months later, I was going to tweet him randomly, and I just, I can't find him, I can't find him. Then I go look his page, I'm fucking blocked. Yo, that's crazy. So I don't even know if it was a bad joke or if you just took it as a, I, I like, outed him as gay or something like that, it's too. It's crazy that these people have the time to just be blocking people like that. Like, take time out of their day to just block people, a bunch of people. And then that became his old campaign, too, like, hashtag block the hate, like, from way back when. So, yeah, I guess I was included by the oh fall on God. that. So, I mean, the devil's in the street of Queens. The devil might be out there a little bit in the Twitter feed, too, depending Definitely. on who you ask. Definitely. Don't don't trigger Ty Lip. We know that much Please. right now. I mean, unless you want to interact with him. Like, go ahead and just say something crazy. He's going to <laughs> respond to you. I promise you that. He actually has his own podcast. Have you? I heard, yeah. I heard. I haven't heard any episodes yet, but I've heard, like, good things about it. Like, I see it on Instagram. Okay, well, you know. Hopefully, it keeps him off Twitter in that case. It keeps it him busy. It doesn't at all. But... It doesn't. Okay, so it hasn't lessened at all. Uh, the devil's in the street of Queens from Know-It-All. This is, again, from the project called Fear of Failure 2019 release. Looking forward to hearing more from Know-It-All when we come back here. Something spectacular. Who this? Again, devil in the streets of Queens. Also on Spotify, by the way, so check it out there, too. Stream, follow him. Let's get up his listenership. Devil out in Queens, and he taking lights up. I knew what I was doing when I first picked the mic up. Hot girl summer, chicken sandwich in ice cups. Queens crazy, get your life took. I tried to live by the books, still the boys tried to book me. Seen a nigga get killed, act like I wasn't looking. Sell my hoodie in the bookings. Your hood don't ring bells, you tell the niggas you from Brooklyn. I say what up and keep it pushing. Niggas will get your shit pushed in. You hate Trump, how about Bush then, how about, oh, how about Hillary, innocent babies hit with heavy artillery, shit sick, the world wicked, fucking picket sign, come get this nine, think who to kill first as we hit this dime, 
I'm always in my prime. This is rhyming. I'ma do it till I'm 68. Is the earth like a ball or is it like a dinner plate? Hit an eighth, my brain regenerate. The girl know what I wanted to do like I'm D-Generation X. But yo, the city's hectic. Yo, catch 50 flexing. Fuck an election. Gotta watch which hood I'm stepping in. Smoke a joint and stay on pointers in the regiment. Yeah. Yeah. Ayo, the devil in the streets of Queens, nobody safe. Niggas hate, all you see is yellow tape. Ayo, the devil in the streets of Queens, nobody safe. Niggas hate, all you see is yellow tape. The devil in the streets of Queens, he taking life. Panic strike faster than lightning. No more fighting, niggas flocking. Like it's no other option. Too many boys dropping. Niggas copping out to avoid life. From my side to Jamaica, niggas' souls is vacant. Pictures up in police stations. I was in school with the wildest of them. The block is oven hot. I see the devil on the benches. Plotting on who's the next nigga on the picture. For the hood, I write a scripture. Was never on no blood of crip shit. Queens with niggas grip shit. Devil right behind them. Wonder how many niggas got killed lacking cause of ganja. Kinda throwing up, can't get getting it cracking off his conscience. Know what all a continent, my content. Vent to a blunt. The war is never ending. When it's death on both sides, how is a relationship with Kendall? Yeah. The devil in the streets of Queens, nobody safe. Niggas hate, all you see is yellow tape. Ayo, the devil in the streets of Queens, nobody safe. Niggas hate, all you see is yellow tape. Ayo, the devil in the streets of Queens, nobody safe. Niggas hate, all you see is yellow tape. Again, from Fear of Failure 2019 release. Ooh, on the checking with the cough. That's good. We know you're in good health, though. So, going back to your health, of course, we're talking to and speaking of Know It All. Know It All NYC on all platforms, of course, as well. IG, Twitter, you know, where you like to trigger Twat Lib. Mm-hmm. Not you, just anybody, pretty much, apparently. But again, you can stream the project on SoundCloud, and that track as well is also on Spotify. So, again, emphasis on. Know it all, all together, one word, K in the front, because he does know it all. It's also on yeah. Apple Music. Oh, yeah, also on Apple, you know, good, good to add that in, Apple Music as well. Uh, Devil in the Streets of Queens and Ignorance Part 2 is yeah. third or two on both Spotify and Apple Music. But yeah, Devil in the Streets of Queens, like you said, it was based off more of a moment that kind of caught you out there and made you realize at a certain point in time the devil really is literally in the streets of Queens as he is everywhere Mm -hmm. but is there more out there now like you said you're part of Queens and LIC on your side yeah is there more out there now that makes you kind of confirm that for yourself devil's still out there I mean, uh, for the last few years, it's just been like there's been a, a dark cloud over Long Island City as far as all of the violence and stuff. It's just a bad vibe, especially on social media. You know, people arguing back and forth. Oh, I'm gonna kill you! Like it's just, it's just bad. Like it, it'll get better though. Mm. But yeah, it's been the devil is still there. He's not. He, he's he likes it there apparently. Are you uh, born and raised in LIC or? Yep. Okay, so you always been LIC. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, for some reason, I thought you were from Jamaica. Queens? Yeah, or I think you mentioned that or something. I might have misunderstood. My whole family's from there. Oh, from Jamaica? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So that makes sense. So that you kind of branched off, if anything. Well, yeah. Uh, my mom moved out there and then had me out there. Like, mm, okay. Yeah. I like LIC, though. I mean, I'm from uh, Astoria, 
So oh, really? we're like, you know, cousins, I guess. Story of projects? No, 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 just oh. a story in general because okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved around a lot, so the story was the one I spent the most time in. They're fixing the story up even better. Like, it looks really good. Yeah. A lot of condos and stuff going up. Oh, I remember. I got kicked out because of that when they started doing that massive oh, really? gentrification. Yeah. Have you ever been by the pier? Like Lately or? Yeah. Like, well. Not lately, no. They, they build up a bunch of condos. It's really nice. Like a really upscale neighborhood. Like really upscale. Do you mean the pier by uh, the Pepsi sign? Or? Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I was there last year, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's really upscale now. Yeah, it's fancy smancy out there. It's like that uh, whatever part of. Brooklyn, that is by the Pier Two. Uh, I think Battery Park, Williamsburg, or something like that. No, not, no, I'm sorry, not Brooklyn. Um, downtown. Um, Battery Park, yeah, that's Battery Park. Battery Park, yeah, yeah. They they got some. Uh, they do look similar. Wow, I didn't even think. About that. Yeah, it's kind of like it's not unique. So mm. I really wasn't like impressed like that because I went to the to the one in LIC first, and then last year I went uh, to a De La show out oh. there. I, I forget where, but it was downtown. So you might be right, Battery Park. I think. Yeah, that was out there, and it looks just so similar. Very similar. I never even noticed that. Yeah, exactly. Like the same setup in the wood planks and all that, too. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I still remember when I was still in Astoria, because I would have stayed there longer, obviously, but then at least the co-op I used to live in, uh, the Acropolis. I don't know if you're familiar with that uh, one. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's on Ditmars and 35th Street. Okay, I know where that's at. Yeah, not too far from the end train, but... Um, mm. I mean, you can't say it nowadays, but I will anyway because it's true. The Jews bought me out. <laughs> they kicked me out of where I was and paid my rent for one month and said, hey, you're lucky to get that. Get out of here. <laughs> Pretty much so then uh, that's when I moved out to like, uh, I hopped around Jackson Heights, uh, East Elmhurst a little bit too, uh, Corona. I was in Left Rack for a couple of years. And uh, yeah, well, now I ended up here in Rigo Park. But um, yeah, Queens mostly all my life. So then you're mostly just... Your whole life has been all LIC. Queens, yeah, all LIC. Okay, okay. How do you feel then about when I had this growing up? I don't know how much you had that. Like, Queens natives born and raised saying, oh, I'd rather be in Brooklyn. Or, oh, Brooklyn's cool. I'd rather move out there when I'm older kind of thing. Uh, I feel like I've never heard that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, Long Island City, we're very, we, we like, we we love our area, like. We talk, like, people from where I'm from talk down on, like, Brooklyn and shit. Oh, you going to Brooklyn? Brooklyn's dirty. Like, what you yeah, said. exactly. Like, it is. No, nah, I could never see myself wanting to go to, from Queens to Brooklyn. No. No offense to Brooklyn. I mess with Brooklyn, so shout out to them. I mean, listen, <laughs> it doesn't go beyond my uh, my bias for Jay-Z. I'll give him that. You don't like Jay? No, no, I do. I do. Yeah, I have I a forgot, bias for him. So. I forgot to mention him. Yeah, uh, I'm a really big Jay-Z fan, more so than Nas. And I'm really? Jay-Z, yes. Okay. We'll talk about it, you know, come on. that That's unique to its own. What makes you uh, prefer Jay over Nas? Just the early Jay-Z, uh, he was just so crazy. And then and then I just recently started listening to, like, his uh, like early 2000s stuff. Yo, he's just, he's just my nigga. He's just, like, the GOAT. Like, I don't know, he's really good, and he's been really, really good for a long time. And then if you add his business stuff into it, it's like, he's just the GOAT. He's impeccable. Yeah, that on top of that really seals the deal. But, I mean, we have to emphasize a little asterisk next to his billions. He's a co-billionaire with Bay. So. Uh, yeah. I, that was another good decision, marrying Beyonce. That too. Well, I mean, come on. It's Beyonce, too, in the prime, like, 03. Right. Like, I would have definitely. <laughs> right. In any case scenario. Yeah, right now. Oh, still, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I want to say, I, I don't know how big. I like to look at women, not subject them like that, but I like to look at women like trading cards. Like, mm. 
I still remember one of my favorite J-Lo's was like 99, 2000 J-Lo. Okay, that's it. That's like looking at it like sports. That's how sports people look at stuff. Mm-hmm. Nah, you got to go with a living color J-Lo. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, she was nice looking back then too. She was. But the hair was crazy with everybody like it was back then. Yeah, like that's true. The shade of lipstick was too dark or too mm-hmm. intense or whatever, but I think 99, 2000 J-Lo was at its peak. You might be right. Because then she went too blonde with the hair and like too fine with like the features and all that too. I guess for the movies, but then... Who's really watching that's the movies wrote, for her? That's around the era she started really getting rich, too. That, too. When she really popped up, of course. But then, you know, who really watches her movies for her? I mean, unless it's just you flip on the channel and randomly stumble upon it. Enough. What else, what else has she had? I know that movie, Enough. Enough wasn't bad, but... Yeah, I remember watching it as a little kid. Like, like uh, I don't remember it being good or bad. I just remember it being, me having enough of it. I had enough. I don't want any more. <laughs> the one where she's a maid oh made in manhattan yeah that one was terrible <laughs> yeah yeah she's had some bad movies man shout out to j-lo though she got the formula somehow still to be out here but uh geely was pretty bad did you ever catch that one geely i've heard uh i uh, yeah i know exactly what that is it's another bad movie that i didn't see yeah <laughs> i know what you're talking about yeah but that was the but the white guy was the lead role right ben affleck right that was very bad in a very pointless I, movie like that, that's just this is just pointless movies we just named like what was the point I, I don't like pointless art like I like art that means something and like it's it's like it stands like if you go back and watch Jilly right now you'd be like what the fuck why did they make this yeah who signed on to it because I think it, at some point she was really doing it for more the bag and that makes sense she wants to like you know secure her future and all that but at the point of compromising who she is mm. I don't really think she was ever going to be heralded as like I mean, what, she just got an Oscar nomination for um, this stripper movie they did with uh, Cardi B. She's supposed to be Jenny from the block, though. Right. And then, funny enough, she had to go back to being a stripper from the Bronx, at least in the movie. She played a stripper? Yeah. Oh, I got it. That was the one with Cardi B, uh, Hustlers. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it was like uh, mid-late last year it came out. Wow. It it got really good reviews. Netflix? Probably. Maybe. Uh, You got Amazon Prime? Yes, I do. It's probably on there. Amazon Prime is great, though, by the way. It's really, really good. Yeah. I like it. I like they're finally building up the library, too, to actually have some stuff you want to watch. Oh, my God. With these streaming services, it's like, you'll be get lucky if you actually go in and see something you really want to see. As that far too. as movies, like, I had to just, I just looked through Netflix yesterday. I seen Semi-Pro with, uh, what's his name? Oh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, I watched that. But I couldn't find anything. I, it's like every month I go in there, maybe they'll have two movies I want to see. And then, yeah, that's a bad thing, too. A lot of them now have their exclusives. You got to, like, have this one to watch that one and all that. Like, um, I've had all of them at one point. I had to get rid of it, though. <laughs> Hulu, I've had all of that shit. Disney Plus. Hulu got really good, though. Did it? Yeah, it, it got really good. It's better for shows. Movies, they don't really have much, but sh- they have a bunch of shows. They got they got more movies now. Yeah? A lot more, yeah. And I, I got the um, Hulu with the live TV and HBO add-on, so yeah, it's really diverse now. I was watching Boondocks on there. I watched they had like the whole thing of Dragon Ball GT, which I never seen. I watched it on there. I couldn't commit to Dragon Ball. Never? I tried to. I tried. Dragon Ball none. You don't. No, like no. Wow. no. I really tried because maybe I maybe since you're an expert, I, I maybe I caught the bad version, the one that was on years ago on Channel Eleven. They only played like one season of it. I, I forget which Dragon version Ball it was. Z. It might have been, but I don't know. It was like What's the censored. Hmm? Was it years ago? Oh, maybe over 10, something like that. Oh, you may be talking about the newest one, Dragon Ball Super. 
Maybe. It was when um, they used to have Saturday morning cartoons and all that. I think it's about Dragon Ball Z because there was a point that Dragon Ball Z was on there, was on Channel 11. It was censored, I know that much, because then I watched back a little bit of what I watched already there, and then there was stuff I didn't see at all. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The American version is trash. Yeah, but the, it was like I, I watched the half season they played. It was like four episodes of Goku building up the spirit bomb. And oh. I couldn't get past it. I was like, what the fuck's going to happen now? He was fighting Frieza. Yeah, that's yeah. Like the first. That's Dragon Ball Z. Okay, so there you go. But it was like four episodes to build up the spirit bomb, and he never dropped it or, like, I, I forget they, what happened. Anime, they're good with that marketing promo. Like, they know how to keep somebody's attention. Like, <laughs> they'll really, yo, they'll have you sitting there for a month straight watching people build up for a fight, and you'll really, and there's really a lot of people that really watch it. Like, they're good at that shit. But then now, too, I think there's a lot of that going on with anime, right? Like, too many animes now? Or... I don't get into too many anime. There's definitely way too many. Yo, my, my friend tried to put me onto an anime the other day about firefighters. Like, they were literally <laughs> fighting like they were... No, they were literally fighting fire, but they were firefighters. It was, I was like, this is stupid as fuck. <laughs> like, they were fighting them, but they were firefighters. Like, it was ridiculous. They were fighting the fires, or...? Yes, and they were actually <laughs> firefighters, and they were really fighting the fires. <laughs> That's a funny-ass concept, but I'm like, I'm not watching this shit. I can never get into it just because they always had, like, the... The darker side of it with like the porn and all that stuff, or like anime. Oh, you, you two never, out there with you that. Never got into anime. I tried. Uh, I think the most was like maybe Pokemon, if that counts. I love Pokemon. Um, how far did you get with Pokemon? I'm kind of an expert. Uh, up to like the newest, like the newest stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't really know much because it got stupid. They have a Pokemon that's a pair of keys. <laughs> like literally, there's a Pokemon that's keys on a keychain. There's literally a Pokemon that's of ice cream cone. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and then guess what his evolved form is, the ice cream cone? Sunday? It's a double cone. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. I love Pokemon, though. One of my favorite, like, cartoons ever. I love Pokemon. I think they just dropped something on Netflix, right? Like, a new Pokemon movie that's exclusive to it? Yeah. I, I think Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, it's called. It might just be the one from 2000, just like redone. Oh yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like 3D. It's like yeah, it's like um third three dimensional or something. It's on my queue, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Bad. But that looks cool. Um, Pokemon. I just remember fighting over the Pokemon cards. Yeah, I still got. I, I got a couple in my house. I'm a collector of a lot of the different things: comic books, co Pokemon cards, sports cards. I collect a lot of stuff. Mm. One of my passions. I gotta make a song about collecting stuff. <laughs> but then you gotta be specific though Yeah definitely If you could do one About Pokemon, Pokemon cards That'd be cool No I, I think they done Pokemon though Cause they got the, Those diehard nerds That do anything for it Yeah that's true You might have to do the cards Has it been from like A perspective of like Some New York grimy type music Well no That's missing That would be so, oh, crazy True Yeah Cause a lot of the nerds Do generic stuff too They don't really They rapping like Eminem da -da 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 Exactly Like that shit is uh, <laughs> Gets tiring man Hearing the same, yo, you know, no racist shit, but it's like every white rapper that comes out is just a just raps fast. I don't know. That's just saving grace because what they really have to rap about. Damn, my dad took away my trust fund. <laughs> Damn, well, yo, word. It's like every white rapper that's not like Lil Pump or one of these. They just that's all they do is just rap really fast. Like that shit is not impressive if you're not saying anything. Yeah, or um, what was his name? Uh, Tom Hanks' son. Oh my god. But do you remember him from back when though, when he tried to rap? Nah, but I, I remember him trying to rap. I don't remember no songs or anything like that. I mean, he was rapping. He was trying to be Eminem, as Eminem as possible, with like, I'll stab you through your peephole with a ski pole. I mean, kind of bars, so. Shit. It was like your dad made like the 
Philadelphia Story, whatever that movie was called. Your dad's like the most money grossing <laughs> actor of all time. Like, I don't want to hear anything you had to say. And like America's male sweetheart. So, yeah. what hardships do you have? Literally none. Tom Hanks Jr., son? Damn. Yeah. When I just think of that name, like, I know he's rich as fuck. What the fuck is he rapping for? He's well off. His kids are well off, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there's like no bad publicity ever on Tom Hanks' part, at least. Just his dumbass kid if he wants to do That's something true. else. I've never heard anything bad about Tom Hanks. No. It seems like a legit nice guy. I mean, I've always heard stuff about like people bumping him here in the city, and he's like actually nice. He'll stop to talk to you and stuff. I seen Keanu Reeves on the train. I see that a lot happening. Yo, he's he's really rich too. I'm saying, well, it's it's not like somebody's gonna grab him or something. Maybe like <laughs> twenty years ago, but now it's like New York's a tourist city. Yeah, a lot of random people popping up too in the city. Yeah, you have another track on the project itself. Uh, know what all is. Mm. Which was cool too. I liked it, but I like what stood out about that was that you made emphasis on someone said you sounded like Biggie, yeah. but how the fuck are you could be Biggie because you're so skinny and everything yeah. too, yeah. which I didn't really get either because I didn't hear that. I don't know if you ever got this before, but I heard more of a Capadonna sound to you. Yo, that's my nigga. Yo, that's crazy. That's not the first time I've heard that, but that's my nigga. But yeah, yo, people. I've had uh, several people tell me I sound like Biggie, and I hate it. Because I know that the hate that that's going to bring. People saying yeah. that you sound like Biggie. Like, what? You never sound like Biggie. You could never be like Biggie. Like, I know, I already, <laughs> no matter how good I was, like, people will always say that. Like, so I really don't want that, that stigma of sounding like Biggie. I don't think I sound like Biggie. I don't, I don't think either. No. But I've heard several people, several people, like, at least 10 people have told me that. That's weird. That's strange, right? Because I, I definitely hear more Capadonna. That's the first thing I heard. Capadonna, I, 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 I can see that, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a unique voice too, cause um, I, I know he's not an official member of Wu, he's but not, he's not one of the nine. No, nah, he's like an honorary nine. Damn. I mean, even with ODB passing, rest in peace, of course. But mm-hmm. you know, they just made him honorary. He's not official. Wow. He wasn't sworn in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but um, he always stood out to me just because of the rasp and the uniqueness of the sound of the His voice vocabulary too. Vocabulary was crazy. He's underrated. Very underrated. But then I heard like either he was or maybe still is a cab driver out in Staten. That'd be cool. He's not before pick you up. He just bar you to death if you don't right. tip him. Yeah, I definitely heard more of a Capadonna sound from you. Um, but that's the fun part too because I know that was a problem for let's say Action Bronson when they said he sounds so much or exactly like Ghostface. Like Ghostface. He really like it. Sound like he's trying to sound like Ghostface, honestly. But then if you listen to his stuff though, he's like talking about different stuff entirely. Absolutely, like I'm talking about the tone of his. But yeah, talking about food and all that. I like it. Action Bronson's good. I like Action yeah, Bronson. Yeah, he is. But yeah, he does like. I guess phonetically, he literally sounds like Ghostface. Which is really weird, because like, a fat white guy and a <laughs> black guy, like, it's just, they, that's just weird. And I mean, his whole story, too, is like so different from Ghostface, so there's no comparison at all. I love Action Bronson. I love watching him on YouTube cook, and they always doing interesting stuff. He's a, he's a, he's a fun guy. To he's watch. a unique character, definitely. Yeah. He's definitely one to watch. But the point of, I guess, the health scare or what we spoke about in the beginning was to bring it back now to what really kind of cemented the fact that your story is unique. Mm. So you had a health scare from early on, which is still going through right now. But please feel free to share what I'm referring to because that's your story to share. Okay. Uh, Well, when I was 15, I was diagnosed with kidney disease. And from 15 to 16, the function of my kidneys went down dramatically very fast. My mom gave me a kidney. 
around me being 17. And she gave me a kidney. That one lasted for about seven years. Now I'm about to try to get a now. Now I need to get a new one. And I, and the fact that but the one that my mom gave me didn't work, I blame myself. I blame myself for not taking care of it. And I just do that so I could be even more on top of it and even more on, to, on top of my health. I've learned so much about health and the human body, but, but we're dealing with these things like so much that people my age like don't know and may never know. So I actually look at it as a health, like as a learning experience. And I'm, I wouldn't say grateful, but I'm kind of grateful to have this information that I have and, and to be able to help all my loved ones and, fam and family around me with this information that they would have never had if not for me. So hmm. I take it as a positive uh, as well. Some parts of it, some parts of it are negative, obviously. So how'd you even get diagnosed to begin with with the kidney issue? Um, one day I was in my house and like my ankle swelled up or something. Yeah, like my ankle swelled up and me and my mom were trying to figure out why. We, we couldn't figure out why. So I went to the doctor and I peed and they said it was foamy. They said it had means it has protein in it. There's something wrong with your kidneys. So they sent us to like a kidney specialist and they did a biopsy, which is where they take a little bit of the, ki the tissue from your mm. kidney and they looked at it and everything. And they seen I had kidney disease. Some kidney disease that has a really long name that I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And from the time that they diagnosed me, in about a year, my kidneys completely failed, and I needed my mom's, which is really fast. Like that's a that's a long time. And for me to be so young, like it's still like a mystery as to why I really got sick. And I'm mm -hmm. still I've been trying to figure that out ever since. Like what's really the reason? Hmm. So it was just more of um, what seemed to be one issue led to a whole another thing, like just unraveled kidney disease led to kidney failure mm -hmm. when i was like 15 i really thought i was gonna die like i if, if i look back at my 15 year old self i would not think i'd be 27 and alive honestly were they giving you like a lot of uh potential problems you might have in the future or any kind of glimpse of hope um glimpse of hope yeah because uh once i get this kidney well i watch it like a lot of stuff and stuff like there's people that are healing their self of this with like dieting and stuff like I just learned a lot about like dieting and veganism and stuff. Like my girls are vegan. Shout out to Kayla. Mm. But um, yeah, definitely got hope for the future and definitely gonna take care of myself and definitely plan to live to be a hundred, man. Uh, definitely uh, all of the positive I take from this is everything that I learned from this. It's humbled me. It's made. It's gave me a lot of character. I learned a lot of things from it. Uh, mm. If I had to do life over, the only thing I would change is. As a child, just drink my water. <laughs> that, yo, everybody that's listening to this, drink a gallon of water a day. Take it as advice from me. I know what the fuck I'm talking about in regards to hydrating and not hydrating your body. Drink a gallon of water a day for the rest of your life, please. So is that something you have to absolutely do now? Like the gallon of water a day? Well, at this moment in my life, uh, I, I'm a dialysis patient. And what dialysis does is it replaces the function of your kidneys. Uh, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for four hours i sit in the chair for four hours that shit is fucking unbearable it doesn't hurt anything it's just sitting there mm. and well as of right now i can't drink a gallon of water every day because my kidneys don't function the average like the average person to it so the fluid doesn't come out as fast as it, it would yours like mm -hmm. so i gotta like watch my fluid intake but uh yeah when i get this kidney gallon of water every day i'm gonna Less meat in your diet, more fruits and vegetables. Less meat in your diet, more fruits, vegetables, and water. That's advice to everybody. That's just life advice. Less meat in your diet, more fruits, vegetables, and water. That's that's my goal, working out every day, just being on top of my health, positive vibes. That's just what it's all about, son. Wow, goddamn. But 
the interesting part is that you had not one, but you're scheduled for your second transplant. Yeah, man. Uh, word, I had my first one when I was 17. My mom gave me that one. That one worked for six years. Now I'm about to get two. Like, people, I, yo, most people that know me don't even know that I'm about to, like, I don't tell everybody this. Like, mm, of course. Like, um, a lot of other people, if they were rappers, like, they would say it after every line just to get this a buzz. Like, I, I just don't do it. I just don't feel right doing it. Uh, just talking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what was your question again? I keep no, 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 it's fine. No, no, because that was actually the part that caught me and made me like, oh shit, I gotta try to get him in here, try to have him talk about that because, like you said, you didn't like try to play that out as a ploy yeah. or try to like um, hook line sinker. It was just like it happened to be there. You mentioned it, but that's deep enough because that reminded me a lot of like Ghostface. I think he didn't reveal he was diabetic until like a cameo mm-hmm. on like a Prodigy track or something like that right. too. Who would have ever known about that otherwise? Crazy thing you say about him being diabetic is diabetes is one of the leading causes of kidney disease and kidney failure. So mm. you got to really be on top of that. That would help you. Yeah. I mean, but then diabetes too is so bad now where kids are born with it. So damn, yeah, that is a sad part. So when you got the transplant the yeah. first time around, that's from your mom. God bless. She was able to help you with that. Right. What led to or how did that lead into you eventually in the second one? All right, I got it at 17. Let's say prior to me getting that transplant, I was fat, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just listen. I, 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 went, I went to sleep for the transplant fat. I woke up from the transplant skinny, literally. Like, I woke up from the transplant. Like, I had stretch marks all over. And from 17, I got out of the hospital. I got healthy again. I was uh, – this is, I already graduated high school. Mm-hmm. I was going into college. I'm skinny now. This is my first time in my life ever getting attention from uh, girls. Like, I was a fat – kid square kid video, a gamer mm-hmm. in high school and shit virgin oh wow <laughs> yeah and 17 to start getting attention from girls this that and um i started smoking i started drinking alcohol i just wasn't on top of my like that that was that wasn't my concern was my my, my main concern wasn't my health it was my social life mm. that's really what i blame like just not paying being on top of things that I should have been on top of things. I was worried about things that I don't even care about much now. And looking back on my early 20s, I wasted all my fucking time. That's why I like work so hard with this music. Mm. If you're like under 25 and you're listening to this video, even if you're 25, don't waste your fucking 20s just getting high and trying to fuck a million girls. Like, Do something with your time that's going to benefit you by the time you're 30. Like, Don't waste your fucking time. Because when you're my age, when you're 27, you're going to look back like, damn. Don't waste time, man. It's very important. Can't yeah. get it back. Yeah, it's essential in everything you do. But then, um, do you still smoke at all now or no? As of right now, nah, because I'm going through this whole like uh, process with the hospital and stuff. And mm-hmm. they said that they wouldn't, they don't want me to smoke before the surgery and shit. So nah, I'm not doing it right now. But I do want to. But I'm stronger than that as of right now. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and that's key to hear. You're stronger than that to have to give in to that as much as you want to, I guess, because, yeah. you know, it's vital now to, you know, get serious about this this time around, right? Definitely. I'm, I'm this kidney, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make, I'm going to take this one to year 100 with me, man. I'm, I'm going to do this one right, for real. So then what was the sign that led you to going back to having to hear that? You need another kidney now. Yo, it was just chance. I just happened to uh, go to the hospital or something. I don't remember what for. And they told me, like, oh, uh, the disease that you had before came back. Like, it was just random out of nowhere. I didn't even know I was sick. Yo, it comes from, matter of fact, no, that's that's not true. Uh, I got a call from my doctor. 
And he was like, yo, you're dehydrated. You're too dehydrated. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I think I lost the second one, the first one. I wasn't drinking enough water. Like, uh -huh. He told me, like, yo, you're, you're, you're dangerously dehydrated. You need to check into an ER right now. Boom. That was the first scare. And then I didn't lose the kidney at that exact moment. Like mm -hmm. three months later, I had another, e I had a fucking uh, voicemail from like a week ago. The doctor's like, oh, you need to go to emergency. Like another one. And like, I just, I was just not on top of it. I blame myself. It's, it's my fault. So was, was that primarily because you were so dehydrated or? Dehydrated, not eating the right things, just not on top of my health. Hmm. I needed that. I needed that because I feel... Because somewhere down the line, I could have been doing the same thing. But now I'm very health conscious, very aware. So I'm I'm glad to be going into this next kidney transplant with this information I have. Very grateful for that. Is your mother still with us? Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's in great health. Okay, good. Question then, since she was the one to give it up the first time. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. That's inappropriate. I mean, she was the <laughs> one to give you the first kidney the time around. Yeah. Um, when you heard, and I guess had to break the news to her, you need a second one now. How did she take that? She was very hurt. Uh, she was very hurt by that. And I, it took me a while to tell her. Like, she was really hurt. Like, I was hurt by how hurt, hurt she was. She was very hurt by that, and as she should. Because you don't want it. Like, you help your, you give your son life, then you give him life again, then you find out that it's not enough. Of course that's going to hurt you. So. so she might have taken it initially as it wasn't good enough. Basically. but um, I, I, Like me, I've done dialysis before, so it wasn't really that the end of the world to me i was more worried about how my mom felt that she gave me a kidney. like when it happened i was more worried about how my mom felt than me like mm. I, I did this before so it wasn't that bad for me i was more worried about she went through all of this only for it to fail what's that process like though um for her how does she have to get um get prepped to donate the kidney well we just had a couple of doctor visits back and forth they checked all her other organs made sure her body was ready was able to go through serious surgery and the process of, of her surgery was really easy. Like, it was like a two-hour process. They, they do a little tiny incision, like, around your belly button, and they get it out. Yeah, really easily. Oh, I would think. Uh, Me or her don't even have a scar from the surgery. I have really? no scar, neither does she. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I would have thought it would have been the uh, from the backside, because that's. Mm, they do it from the front, both. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So and I guess the healing process for her was okay too, or after seven days she was fine. Like it's a, these doctors are really good nowadays. And since and when I first had a kidney transplant, it was like a ten hour surgery. I spoke to them. they said it's only like four hours now. Like they're getting better at it. Oh wow. Yeah. But the only lengthy part is the wait. There are so many people in especially in this part of the country that are on the list to have kidney transplants, especially in that hospital, New York Presbyterian on East 70th Street, shout out to them great people. But yeah, there's so many people on that list, so many. That leads a lot of questions too. I mean, as far as the list being long, that's, you know, painfully true. Mm -hmm. But when you have a candidate like you right. did the first time your mom, does that shorten the weight? I have another donor, My, oh, I, did not, I left that out. My friend Sam, who's already a match, we already know he's a match, he's giving me the guinea. That's who's giving me the guinea, my friend Sam. Shout mm. out to him. Definitely shout out to but, Sam. Yeah. Um, the, the waiting process is more of there are other people scheduled to have kidney transplants before me. Like there are a lot of people that's going to have them before me. So yeah, that's the, I'm not really waiting. I'm not waiting for a donor. I'm waiting for the, them to done be done testing and actually schedule us. So yeah. Yeah. That, that was what my mix up was because it would make sense if you, let's say you're a random somebody who has no one, you know, that has one, then mm -hmm. your weight's like, who knows how long, like, but 
you have the donor, so now it's just a matter of waiting when they can actually do it for the hospital, you. On the, now I'm just on the hospital's time. Okay, okay. But the first time when my mom gave me, I was only on, the originally, I was only on dialysis for six months. Like, that's not a long time. This time around, I've been on it for like four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So dialysis is the lead into the eventual transplant, or? No, it's, it replaces the function of your kidneys. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically keeping me alive. Monday, oh, wow. Wednesday, Friday, four hours a day. So you can't miss a session. You can, but I, I, when I was younger, like when I first started, like when I was like 25, like when I first started, I used to miss them, but it, it's really not a good idea to miss them. Wow. And then, wow, how did your mom, like I know that's reasonable, the fear you had of how she would take it as far as um, her maybe thinking, oh, my kidney wasn't good enough right. to keep you alive. So then, but your fear was having to tell her why it led to that, if anything, your why? poor choice of lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, and just how she, like, like, I was more, well, you know, I'm her son, so I was just more uh, worried about how she would be hurt that I had to go through this again. That was my whole thing. I didn't really care about myself. I was, as long mm. as she was okay, like, she wasn't losing her mind about it, I can deal with it. You feel me? Well, you were lucky enough, thank God, that you had your friend Sam, like you mentioned, he's willing to give you his kidney. There yeah. was no issue there. How soon did he find out that you needed a kidney? Or how did that even come up that he was a donor? You know, because I don't tell everybody. So one day he probably just had a conversation and he ended up saying like, yo, I'll give you one of mine. And I was like, really? All right, so we're going to go up to the hospital. And some way, some, like some way, some reason, I knew he was going to be a match. Like I knew our blood type was going to be the same. And I happen to have a really rare blood type, which is O negative, mm -hmm. which also means I can, I'm, I'm a universal donor. O negatives, I can give... Uh, organ or blood to anybody mm -hmm. but I can only receive from other O negatives oh okay 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 yeah my mom happened to be O negative and Sam happens to be O negative so, oh wow yeah and uh, I mean correct me if I'm wrong but is Sam someone you know for a while I think yeah. you mentioned childhood friends okay okay so he was just immediately like I'm, I'm absolutely down I'll yep. definitely help you with that great guy yep wow that's crazy where cause that's a hard decision to make like, yeah I mean but then I'm sure he was informed that, well, you know, you can tell me too, of course, in detail, but so that means there's no direct effects to his health, no compromise no, at all for no. doing so. My mom is perfectly fine. Like she just has one kidney with it. She goes to the bathroom like a lot sometimes, mm. but she's perfectly fine. She's perfectly normal. You wouldn't know she gave me a kidney unless you asked her. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So then uh, now we're just waiting on, I think you said summer, right? This the year? Scheduling, yep. I believe it'll be before summer. And I'll be, know it all will be working 20 times harder. Y'all definitely hear this name before the year's up. So, where you stand now with the kidney situation? Do you ever get like tired or do you get like. To um, be honest with you, it's a, it's a depressing thing to deal with. Like, sometimes I just wake up, like, why me? Like, I'm not a bad guy. It's a why me type of feeling sometimes. Like, and having to wake up and go to dialysis. It's like sometimes it's like being in a jail because I'm not able to travel how I want to because I got to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday for four mm. hours. Like, it's just, but it's just, it's, it giving me, it's giving me a lot of discipline. And when I do get this kidney, like it's going to make me so much better. Like, so I'm honestly just grateful to have all the information, have the learning experience. That's how I'm looking at it. That's, that's, that's how I stop. That's what keeps me going is to look at it like a learning experience instead of just being depressed about it. You feel me? So then at the time, when Sam agreed to give you his kidney, one of his, I mean, is that when you started taking rap more seriously or when nah, did that? Uh, I've been, 
matter of fact, that's a good question because I started really taking it serious when I got sick like the second time. I got I'm 27. I got sick like going on 25. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like when I started taking it serious. When I had more time in the house mm-hmm. and I would just like have more time to to myself and start to think about what I really wanted out of life. And when I got 25, I started reflecting on what did I accomplish? And I felt like I didn't accomplish as much as I wanted to. And that just gave me more of a drive. Did you ever feel like the second time around, like besides maybe feeling like failure or anything of that sort, did you ever feel like maybe you would die or any risk of it at all? I mean, you all, I, I mean, going through serious health issues, you always contemplate death. But I don't think I'm going to die. You don't die unless you want to die. My spirit is strong. Mm. I want to be here for a long time. I want to live to be 100 and be healthy at 100, and I'm going to do it. So then, as far as taking it seriously again with the music, would part of it then be fear of failing? If I don't do it now, you know, I might not get the kidney, God forbid, or... What do you mean? Like, as far as, like, getting serious about the music. Yeah. I, I know you said it was, like, at 25. It was right. roughly around when you got diagnosed again. Right. Needing a second kidney. Mm-hmm. Is that, in any part, playing into, you know, if I fuck around still... You know, I might as well do the music now because who knows what might happen afterwards, how long a wait if I get another kidney, whatever. I just, I mean, I just had the time to do it. And I just loved it. And then I had this girl that I used to mess with. All of this happened at the same time. This girl I used to mess with just told me, like, yo, it's not going to, like, you're not going to make it. Like, yo, just stop rapping. Like, yo, just get a real job. Just do this. Oh, and that God. shit motivated me a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I, I got past that and shit, and I found other things to be motivated by, but that was like the spark initially. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I got way past that, but. Did she know about your situation with the kidney? Or? Absolutely. Okay. And she still said all that. <laughs> yeah. oh, Women wow. are fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> did, did she ever, I mean. In the realm of humor, did she ever, like, poke fun at that? Like, that's why I got one kidney or something like that? Yo, I play, like, I'm very jokey. Like, that's how I always stay, like, in such a good spirit. I'm very jokey. So, if you're funny, like, I don't yeah. care what you say. If I'm going to laugh at it. So, I don't even mind that. Like, so that wouldn't even bother me. Like, stuff like that doesn't bother me. Like, I'm very jokey anyway. So, so you'll actually, like, make fun of it yourself with definitely, some clo- definitely. people close enough to you, I guess. Definitely. Definitely. Like, to the point my girl's like, oh, you shouldn't say that. Like, why? It's funny. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still that philosophy. Is like I said earlier, if it's funny, give it. The yeah. best fucking comedians talk about the most fucked up shit in their life. Yeah, and they make like all these careers out of it too. I, I offer their pain. Why yeah, not? Man. You can't be sad about everything. Man. You gotta laugh. You gotta laugh it off. Yeah, exactly. That helped. So how about now? How how's your mom feel about the second time around? She's okay with it. She's like fine. Is she worried at all? Better yet, said mean, uh, it's a major surgery, so I'm sure she's worried. But I mean, I I give her the uh the vibe like everything's okay. You feel me? Mm. So well, you never know how much you know. Mom's worried, so I'm sure she worries. Yeah, but she don't give me the vibe like she's that worried. But I know that she she's worried about it. Of course, it's a major major surgery. Probably being strong for you too to help out if anything moral support. So at this point now, with the second kidney upcoming, you know TBD summer 2020 or sooner hopefully. Yep. To be done, there seems to not be the fear of failure, as opposed to the project you dropped. So, if anything, you're living by the credo of "don't fail" because you might as well try everything yep. leading up to it. 
Because otherwise, that's how you really feel by not doing anything about it or yeah. not addressing it and not just like doing what you want or your whole purpose. Exactly. Like you said, your whole purpose you feel is to be able to rap. Right. Or be able to put your art out there, express it how you may. I want to do a bunch of mo- other things uh, besides rap. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like rap was the most immediate one, like the one I was most familiar with and the one I could just start away right, start doing right away. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of things that I want to do. A stand, I want to try stand-up comedi- comedy. I was getting those vibes from you. Really? So I was going to ask you that, yeah. Um. I want to write like like movies and stuff. Like I just want to get into all types of all realms of entertainment, man. Okay. Yeah. So you want to be like J Lo too? Yeah, dancer, you're a <laughs> yeah. singer. Yeah. All hands and all kinds of pots. Definitely. No, we from the block. No, it all from the block. <laughs> so in this case, we have to give you backup, and we'll close out with that last track. Well, the last one we'll play today, at least this episode. We'll come back with more, of course, with Know okay. It All. This is Don't Fail, funny enough, inappropriately enough. So we'll be right back with more Something Spectacular Who This. Yeah. Go and get it before it's too late. Failure painful like a toothache. I spit around for truth's sake. Straight from Mother Earth, the drugs that we do take. Who fake? Could never be my MO. I'm steady fighting failure. Remember where I was at when Tower 7 fell? I know niggas that was a danger to mankind, and now they face a hell in the cell. Going to see the Undertaker if it's a chance that he tell. So my niggas, if I fail, give me seven shells. Right to the face, I'm staring to the sky, how for eighth. I wonder when I got faith, but I might sell base. Legal money is invasive, and all my niggas got cases. And the rest of you niggas is haters. Me and my goons on the same page, like homeostasis. He's trying to win, trying to end cycles of poverty. That broke shit bothers me. The system created a monster like Bobbity. Same niggas on IG follow you. Being your bushes late, waiting, trying to hollow you. Everything you plan on, follow through. No second chances, that failure is cancer. These bitches don't care if you handsome. They trying to see which wish you could grant them. Every day I'm writing Anthems, life crazy. Sam giving me an organ. See the nigga I knew from childhood died last August. God bless, blind tunnel to progress. Smoke a blunt before I get dressed. Niggas risking their life just to get fresh. Yeah. My passion pure like breast milk. On the block like Wilt with the numbers. I was broke mad summers. Excuse me for my hunger. I'm from out the bottom. I want the cheese and the bread. Cowabunga. Ironic, I'm an artist. Ironically, I'm starving. I couldn't afford a haircut. I ain't want to look like James Harden. Yeah. Steady running from losing. Life filled with confusion. Whatever you do, don't fail. Steady running from losing. Life filled with confusion. Whatever you do, don't fail. Whatever you do, don't fail. Yo, whatever you do, don't fail. Don't fail. Yo, whatever you do, don't fail. Stop playing with me, my nigga. I'm dead ass. Don't fail. Whatever you do, don't fail. Yeah. 
That was again Fear of Failure from the project title as well, Fear of Failure, 2019 release from Know It All, who we have in studio with us. Uh, we're going to be wrapping things up, you know, there's still some stuff to talk about, of course. You know, there's so much more. I, I definitely feel like there's still more you need to come back and discuss. You know, no problem. We're both, in the, we're both in the conspiracy theories. We got to dissect your bars because you got a lot of hidden double entendres, hidden references that you got to listen back to a lot. Like I said earlier with It's Not a Game, you know, the Xbox really caught my attention. That was beyond clever, honestly. Thank you. And I know that takes time to, like, craft perfectly, put together so it makes sense, unlike Eminem, you know, which I had another problem with because, uh, you know, shout out to 50 Cent. Um, I don't know if you've heard of or watched that show on ABC now, uh, For Life. Right. I, I haven't watched but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's really good. It's three episodes in right now, and it's um, my only fear of that failing is, <laughs> funny enough, is that the story's great, but I don't know how long they could drag it out for. As mm. far as the guy yeah, in jail, yeah, yeah. self-taught with the law. I see what you're saying. I, I don't want to see it go five, six seasons and it's like, he it's still boring. still didn't get out. Like. Right. <laughs> because we know the story might have been long, as long as it might have been, but then at some point it gets boring, dragged out, you know. It's like you can't go as far with that as you could with power. Like, they can't take it yeah. to as many places. Power branches out, it's got characters, their stories and all that. I never watched Power, but you know. Me neither, actually. Yeah, and I didn't hear good things about the last season, so uh, people were, like, pissed off with it legitimately, so there's that to take in mind. But it's just a matter of, like, um, fear of failing. Uh, what was I saying? God damn it. Uh, I forgot. I'm, I'm freezing cold in here because my I'm stupid... Cold too, I'm used to this. <laughs> I like it. No, just because my bum-ass superintendent. I'm going to snitch, but <laughs> he's got a full-time job. Outside of being a superintendent, so I don't know why this boiler of all days had to fail today wow. when I got people coming through. So, and you saw the handwritten notice outside, you know, Monday will be fixed. Hmm. But, you know, two whole days of that. But, uh, you know, we were briefly talking about the dialysis center. You wanted to shoot a video. Well, you did shoot a video for. Um, oh, don't fail. Yeah. Don't fail. And you wanted to shoot the inside of the dialysis center, which, of course, made sense. As you said, due to HIPAA, they wouldn't let you do it. I wanted to get myself while I was on the machine and just rap while I was sitting there on the machine. That would have been crazy to do. I know. But is it is it nothing similar like props you could do that with again someplace else? Yeah, if I were to be creative, I could recreate something like that, definitely. Well, hopefully on a bigger budget soon enough, yeah. We definitely, could definitely make that happen. Man. That'd be crazy. Definitely. But you also said you happened to just so walk to the center yourself instead of riding the transportation set up by health insurance too. Right. Which is um, the ride on the way there is depressing. The place itself is depressing looking enough because you happen to be one of the younger ones or the youngest one to go there specifically, right? Yeah. I am. I think I am the youngest person there. Now, so there the, are people around my age and when I see them, I just shake my head like, how did we end up here? Like, do you ever talk to any of them? Have you made friends at all or acquaintance? I've made friends, but with like an old lady, like my name Miss McCarthy. Shout out Miss McCarthy. She's like eighty. She's mad cool. She's my like. She sits next to me. That's the only person I really made friends with. <laughs> in in those kind of places, do you have like uh, I don't know seating arrangements or? Yeah, basically, like I come in, I'm in the first chair. Okay, so you're first up, if anything. I guess, yeah. <laughs> The whole project in itself, Fear of Failure, is like a really great thing to listen to. The only thing I fear might fail is besides, you know, you're 
a former wrestling fan, not currently of the product now, which makes sense. You know, it's not for everybody, like you said earlier. But my fear of failure is Vince McMahon with the XFL now. Oh, my The second time around, which I tried to watch the first time around. I'm not sports savvy like that, so I kind of fell off after the second game, I think. You can't just, like, NFL football is just so, like, put into American culture. You can't just create a league on the whim. Like, it's not going to work. I don't care how good it is. If it's not NFL or college football, it's not going to work. It's just not. Is there any way possible, any case scenario, you think he might be able to do something? It has to be, like, really different. It has to, like, be, I don't know. I don't. I just don't see it working, honestly. Because I remember the first time around, I it think was, he was just trying to do, like, locker room drama. Like, the head cheerleader from this team was sleeping with the guy from that team. They're on different coasts. How does it work? Kind of thing. I don't remember that. But that's funny. But, yeah, it failed, obviously, the first time around. It's a new era, so let's see, man. I hope, I hope, I wish it well. There was a thing I think they wanted to sign Kaepernick, but he wanted too wow. much, allegedly, for them. Oh, that guy, man. I have my grievances <laughs> with that guy. Uh, Kaepernick, man, because um, he tried to make it like it was about the issue, because it was originally about the issue, police brutality, mm-hmm. this, that. Like, now it's like he only cares if he gets a job or not. Like, you got, like, a whole $20 million from Nike and all of this. Like, are you an activist or are you trying to get Are you trying to get paid? Like, he's, like, playing both sides. I just don't I just don't like it. Yeah, and I was there, too. I mean, I remember catching him briefly before the whole thing happened and he stopped playing. Like, he was overrated a lot. Apparently. Yeah, he's not even that good. He had that really one, that one really good season, right? Yeah. Or, and then after that, kind of, like, couldn't repeat it again. Kind of thing. He wasn't that good to begin with. Second of all, like he's, he's like trying to use this black power thing to make himself more important. Like he tries to use this whole uh, nailing thing for him. Like it started about the police brutality, then it just became about him not having a job. Like we don't care if you have a job. We want police brutality to stop. That's what the issue is. It's not about you having a job or not. You're rich. You're going to be fine. We want police brutality to stop. I don't care if you if you don't ever start in the NFL again. Honestly. Yeah, and another takeaway from the XFL that surprised me was, in comparison to the NFL, was I think the most you make if you're not like a star in the XFL is like fifty-five thousand a year. It's not worth that. Football is really dangerous. Yeah, and compared to the other sports, baseball and football, football's already the lowest paid one, and they take the most risks. Like the average football career is only three years. And I think they play the shortest amount of games anyway, right? Yeah, like, they don't get paid compared to like MLB. They're getting like half a billion dollar contracts, guaranteed money. NFL, if you hurt your knee, you're done. That's it. You're not getting any of that money. Uh, did you ever get in any sports growing up at all? Yeah, or? I was a heavy baseball player. I was really, I was really good at baseball. I was really good at football, basketball. I wasn't that good at, even though I, I'm tall and all. But I, I wasn't. I love basketball. I'm a, I'm like a basketball historian, son. Okay, I'm not that good though. Shit, I wish I knew my basketball like that, but <laughs> I'd, I'd quiz you something like that. But do you have a favorite of all time? Is LeBron up there at all? Like Definitely popular LeBron. question. Yo, LeBron is the goat, son. Yeah, I'm saying that. Uh, I believe that honestly, the best all around player ever. Rest in peace to Kobe, who's like my favorite player of all time. Hmm. That yo, I've never had a celebrity death that I actually like really cared about. Like yo, Kobe hit me really hard. I did not expect it because it's like people like that, like athletes, like they, it's like they can't die. Especially if they're that young. Like, you know, nobody's expecting Kobe to fucking die. That was insane. Yeah, no, it just seemed out of nowhere, too. And surprisingly, he was young. 
in our like t- lifetime, we've never seen like an athlete of that importance die. Like on in his young age, like it was new. It was a shocker thing. Like it was crazy. Yeah, and yeah, the bigger point was an athlete of all people and too. And his daughter, man. Like and the daughter, right? The one I was gonna directly take up under his mantle. So sad. Yeah. Also, I mean, touching back on Vince, you know, he's <laughs> bound to fail with. Or he has already failed with, besides the XFL, Black History Month, which is shined on awkwardly in the WWE, as has it been for like the last uh, 10 years or so. I think they just started doing that randomly. Uh, Last year or the year before, I think, Vince randomly tweeted on MLK Jr.'s birthday, like, this is my hero, the icon, MLK Jr. Damn, you sound like him. Yeah. (laughs) But he I got he got some flack for that, of course. Why? Makes sense. It was random. It was the day of. I think he had the day off because the post office was closed. He couldn't mail a check or something, and then you know just put that tweet out there. That's like, God damn, it's MLK Junior Day, my <laughs> hero. Did you ever see that clip where he says the N word? Like, yo, what's up, nigga? <laughs> you seen that before? To John Cena, of all people, of course. <laughs> so that shit is funny as fuck. I'm not even gonna lie. But there was a. It might have been two or three years ago. He had this. Not him, of course, but the company like would put out these segments weekly on Raw for Black History Month, February, of course. Like they would shine the spotlight on not even black wrestlers, just black random icons in Black History. That's strange. And of course, the first one up was guess who? Everyone's favorite, the peanut guy, George Washington Carver. Wow. And it would be the lead-in. Uh, I think randomly, they would have like the black wrestlers, the few of them, just like say, "Hey, he meant a lot to me. We got peanut butter because of him," something like that. That is strange as fuck. Yeah, and then now they're doing it a little better because they started focusing on actual black wrestlers, but it's been like, um, it's been awkward at best. I, I forget why years ago it just bothered me so much because one of them was like really pathetic or they just went with the basics. Like, um, of course, MLK, Malcolm, I think they did I once. Mean, just like how school does. Like, school would give you the fucking five people, five black history people to talk about, and that's it. Exactly. And then, you know, uh, it's just so random. I don't know if you caught last year at all, uh, Kofi Mania with Kofi Kingston. Oh, I know him. Did I, you follow I, that I, I at all? The New Day? Uh, the skinny one with the braids. I know who he is, but uh, I don't know. Kofi Did you Mania? catch that at all last year when he won the belt and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, like he's the first legit like black champion of the company and everything too. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. Which is cool because, I mean, we still... I mean... It sounds awkward coming from me because I'm not black, so why would it even matter to me? But it's still like the point of it's still history within the sport, quote unquote, yeah. itself. I mean, I was there for the WrestleMania when it happened last oh, you year. Went? Yeah, oh, that's cool. And it was cool because my friend and me from work went, and we bought tickets a day of, just hoping to see if we get anything. We did. We waited five hours online to get the tickets, mm. but we got to witness it live from the nosebleeds. It's okay. Mm. I was so excited I jumped up in my chair, which wasn't smart so high up because I did almost stumble uh, from the plexiglass. But it, it was still a moment in time to capture it, but then it got cut short like six months later when they put him up against Brock Lesnar and he squashed him in like, I think, less than a minute. Wow. And this was the debut episode of SmackDown on Fox, of all things. So oh, that's God. the first image you get of who was your first black champion. Wow. Well, this is where it ends right Born here. Fox, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Um, it's been a really good episode today with know-it-all, of course, from LIC. So, you know, Queens born, Queens bred. I can Definitely. relate. Thank God, finally, somebody proud to be from Queens. Definitely. It's all fun. It's all love. You know, we wish you 
me, of course, meaning. I wish you the best of luck with getting the transplant soon, hopefully before the summer, and that you remain in good health afterwards, too, because if you go for the three-peat, that'd be really bad on your part. You're a funny guy, but, yo, thank you. I appreciate that. And, no, we're not having no three-peat no time soon. No, no, you're good now. But, uh, uh, yeah, please just let us know now. Open platform, of course, where they can follow you on social media, what you got coming up project-wise, anything else you got in mind you want to get out there, too. Uh, Know-it-all, man. You can find me on any platform, Know-it-all NYC. Or find me on all social media platforms at Know-it-all NYC. Find me on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music at Know-it-all. All one word, Know-it-all. Get in tune with Know-it-all NYC. Definitely. And again, don't forget, please, he's also got two tracks on Spotify and on Apple Music, which is Devil in the Streets of Queens and Ignorance Part 2, which, of course, why not? And to close things off properly for this episode of Something Spectacular with Who This, of course, again, me on IG, Twitter, all that stuff. Well, IG, I, I was lucky enough to get Who This Is. On Twitter, I was even luckier I got Who This, which is my actual name I try to go by in the air. But then, you know, YouTube... Who this is one. I got some stuff going on there. Again, thank you to know it all. So in that case, let's close it off with something again on Spotify, on Apple Music, Ignorance Part 2, as we send off properly into the sunset, into what he makes of his life. Know it all. Thank you again. Thank Definitely you. gonna have you back soon when you got more stuff coming Definitely. out. Definitely. I I hope you're gonna live out that concept track you said of wrestling oh for sure that's happening that's gonna happen please make that happen and also the video you discussed potentially for uh, it's not a game that'll be fun to be a part of All too of this is going to happen definitely man thank you again for coming through and again this is know-it-all ignorance part two thank you for having me thank you man for coming through Told y'all we born to be put in jail. Nipsey showed you being righteous could get you killed. Most rappers trying to get a deal. I'm trying to get away from failure. Once you see in dollars, niggas swear you look familiar. Niggas in your class, pictures coming to kill ya. The hood is wild like Brazil is. But I'm resilient, brilliant. I got a vision. Stay away from ignorance. Muddy what I need like how granny need insulin. Trying to reach another level, ignorance, just a side effect of the ghetto. No niggas that'll jump in your windshield for a settlement. In the hood, we use junk food for nourishment. That's why we sick. No niggas' moms addicted. No niggas and they moms being evicted. In the hood, if you don't grind, all you'll ever be is a victim. Niggas ain't playing dumb. Niggas be really stupid. These big homies is losers, drug users. The streets is ludicrous. Niggas dying over cripping and blood and we all sisters and cousins. Play the dozen, smoke a dozen blunts. Won't shoot a cop, but a shoot any nigga that front. Pure ignorance, sometimes make me not give a shit. Vivid pictures of the struggle through my penmanship. I'm ignorant, I never learned to write a script. Too busy trying not to be a victim. We ignorant to how the system work. Laughing at a dope fiend while you on your way to get them perks. Laughing at a nigga with a job, you fucking up your work. Bitches on social media showing they daughter twerk. Debbie fathers who we ought to murk. Nigga can't even read. Nigga can't even spell autumn. Talking about how he need an autumn all. We was broke to have a dollar and a dream. We need a quarter more. Ignorant. A staple in the hood like a corner store. A good dime. 
make me think of the good times. We was drinking colder waters. Attention deficit disorder, shit sounds sorta fake. Who I'm kidding, I was bad as shit. Ignorance is bliss. This is this bag of piss.